All right, welcome to the Footy Museum and the Footy Museum Podcast. I am Justin Witte, co-director of the Footy Museum, and I am joined by Maria Van Dyken Lee, who is the other co-director of the Footy Museum. Maria, how are you this week? Um, my head is really itchy from wearing this beanie, but I know that it's necessary. It is necessary because I we... I also look like a bald little baby. Teeny weeny beanie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks great, and you do need it because it has been frigid. Hey, do you notice this? Uh, hey, that's a cool shirt? shirt. Thanks. That's a cool shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? This shirt is from the newly redesigned Footy Museum website, ah. thefootymuseum.com. Thefootymuseum.com. <laughs> and if, if you have family members who wonder why you call it football, it's a simple explanation because it's obvious, people. It is it's football. A, it's a foot. And now if it's you're on the other side... There is a uh, STFU, it's called Soccer Shirt, also on the website. But you can check those out, available now. Because why take sides? Why take sides? Why because take we kind of bounce between both. When you're in America, you kind of bounce between you both. Have to, well, we're versatile. We're a, a melting pot of, of all kinds of things. We are. <laughs> and into that melting pot this week, we got some mail. Do we have some listener oh, mail to yeah. go through? We have some listener mail um, okay. from Kathy. Uh, Kathy writes... Did Justin's pipes really freeze? <laughs> Hi, Kathy. How are you? Um, I really appreciate your concern. Um, no, we were we often, uh, Maria Van Dyken Lee, the co-director of the Footy Museum, and myself, Justin Wayne, co-director of the Footy Museum, usually like to joke around a lot at the beginning of podcasts to get warmed up, but also in general. And that was just kind of a joke to highlight how cold it was, but... That joke manifested reality. And this week, my pipes did freeze, but they did not burst. They cracked when I tried to thaw them. <laughs> Luckily, I know how to replace exposed pipes. So. <laughs> so that's what I did. Thank you, Kathy. Where's Kathy calling, uh, writing from? She's, she's writing from Grand Rapids. Oh, from Grand Rapids. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shall we get into it? <laughs> to the football. To the football. This week we saw the continuation of the Africa Cup of Nations, known as AFCON or CAF, depending where you're from and, and the structure of your language, I guess. Lots of great action this week. And there's been just two teams so far after everyone's played about two games, about halfway through the group stage. Uh -huh. Two teams have qualified for the round of 16 already. Um, and one of those teams is Cape Verde. One did, of those teams is Cape it Verde. It is Cape Verde. And did you see their game against Mozambique or their the highlights from that? Two insane golazos, oh, man. Golazo. Yeah. Cape Verde is not big, but they produce golazos. You know, the first one, it was kind of like, what kind of confidence do you have to even like risk that? Because if that goes poorly, that goes poorly. So you're talking about Bebe. Bebe. Bebe with a free kick from basically. Bebe. <laughs> Bebe, 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 yeah. Bebe, who we see here, had a free kick from, I'd say he was only like 10 yards from the midfield line. Yeah, it, it was like. far. And he decided, you know what? Um, I'm going for goal. Yeah. And he did. And he went, unfortunately, he went directly towards the goalkeeper. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. And the goalkeeper was really caught unawares because it was 
It almost looked like he was trying to protect his head. <laughs> he flung his hands up and then it ricocheted off his hands. It was a survival it instinct. It was a survival instinct, but it made for an amazing golazo. Oh, um, and that made me look into uh, this team Cape Verde a little more because they were the first team through. They are undefeated in AFCON. And Cape Verde is three tiny, tiny main islands off the coast of... Um, Senegal, I believe, like off the continent of Africa, um, teeny, teeny tiny islands. And they were actually completely uninhabited until they were found by Portuguese explorers. Um, and then because of that history, it became kind of a stopping point for a lot of shipping. Unfortunately, it also became a center, a launching point in the slave trade for over a century. Um, but because of that history and because there was no known inhabitants um it was a huge crossover of cultures that happened in that in that country and it became kind of the center of creole culture like a, like a creation of creole culture um looks fascinating it's beautiful uh very caribbean island vibes uh but it's so small and they're doing so well in this huge competition and <laughs> A few other things. Look how awesome that kit is. Uh, this is their home kit for AFCON. Very uh, clean. Very clean. clean. It's got uh, kind of French vibes, I would say, mm -hmm. a, a PSV. But I love the simple outlines of the island nation on the front. And it has a kind of goldish letters you can see in the back. You can see that a little bit on the left being worn by the aforementioned Bebe, who is also a fascinating, a fascinating guy. He was abandoned by his parents as a kid. And he grew up homeless in Lisbon. And eventually, That's crazy. Yeah, eventually he was drafted by um, or brought into Manchester United. He didn't play there very much because he's kind of bounced around so how did since he then. He plays in La Liga now. Um, and he played briefly for, I believe, Portugal's um, youth team. But now he plays for Cape Verde and he only scores midfield golazos. <laughs> <laughs> so that, he has that kind of confidence. Oh. Yeah. So that was great. Anything yeah, from AFCON besides the, the Cape oh, Verde? Did you see the um, Egypt-Ghana game at all? Oh, that's oh, speaking yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that was a lot of exciting late goals to tie it 2-2. So bad luck for Egypt, who was, you know, kind of... Oh, and Mo Salah was injured. Yeah, so that's he's out for probably two the biggest... Oh, but just two games. That's what I see, but who knows if that's true? You know, that's what they say. And Let's hope that's the case. Because I'm sure he's a, they don't want to say he's out for good because it's a big draw for viewership to yeah. have him in. So you can't spell AFCON without Mo Salah. Yeah, that's written tiny in between. That's right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> in between the big letters. <laughs> um, and Ivory Coast had, a, they had an upset loss against uh, Nigeria. Yeah, not that looking good for them. Well, they, they still have a chance. Let's hope. And that Nigerian team, Nigerian team overcame a um, huge home home crowd atmosphere. That was nuts. So that's going on. That's exciting. The Premier League continues. Speaking of Mo Salah, his Liverpool are now top of the table by five whole points. That's, what is going on? That's more than one win. That's more than one win. <laughs> That's like five Chicago Fire wins. <laughs> also known as ties. ties. Oh. Uh, Man City is creeping back up, and um, at least Arsenal turned around uh, their slide this weekend against a flailing Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I don't know. It's, it's funny how after the break each year, things kind of, there's a set order in the world. It's very British. There, there are uh. certain teams that should win the Premier League. And after the <laughs> holiday break, we, we allow them back into their <laughs> proper place. After the transfer window, and we spend who knows how much money. Um, um, the games this weekend weren't... Well, there weren't that many. Weren't were that there? many. Yeah. Um, and kind of blow, a lot of blowouts. Um, I th- like, I think Liverpool, did they end up winning 4-0 today? Um, I didn't see Liverpool today. And then Arsenal with, Arsenal ended up with a 5-0, just like four, like four of those goals were after the game was over, three of them. It was, it was rough, even though they were wearing their... Um, Area Med Clinic Green. Kits, <laughs> Our favorite kids. But speaking of oh. Liverpool, um, I was curious what the, about the bird on their on their crest because I couldn't quite figure out. It's a liver bird. Do you know what a liver bird is? I've never heard of a liver bird. Well, liver bird is a nickname for my wife Olivia <laughs> that you just <laughs> and, I, and I just made up. Did you just, just unfortunate. <laughs> Does she know this oh, yet? Oh, liver bird! Has she had a chance to give you a death stare? No. Yet? Do I have a black eye? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a liver bird, and you may be wondering what is a liver bird. I've never heard of oh, such hey, a bird. Hey, yeah, Justin. Yes, well, Maria. What is a liver bird? Excellent question, Maria. A liver bird is a non-existent bird. Is it an extinct bird? It is not an extinct bird. And theory is, it's kind of like a cormorant type bird, but with different legs and kind of more attitude. Um, Oh, But there's a lot of um, theories about how the liver bird came to be. The liver bird, which is all over Liverpool. You can see the two most famous statues of it uh, here. But one of the theories is that it actually derived from an old official seal for the town, for the area of Liber- with the town of Liverpool, uh, that consisted of a very poorly drawn eagle. <laughs> and I love... And that's the eagle right here. That is, this you see town. it on the right. It is indeed. This is actually a drawing of the seal because the original has been lost, but it, what it was at the British Museum, this was a drawing made of it when it was still there. So it is a rendering of a bad rendering of an eagle <laughs> that has transformed into the liver bird. And the I love that not only has the city adopted it, but it's such an iconic sports image of a made-up bird based on a bad oh my goodness. drawing. This is it, why... It looks like it only has one wing. In that drawing, it has yeah. one wing. Yeah, oh, they've, they've clearly added two since then. Um, <laughs> so, you know... Um, and then, it just proves why football and history and life is so great. And then Paul and John sitting up there on those two towers. Yes, the two um, Liverpool, the Liverbirds, Paul and John. <laughs> and Ringo is in the boat. Um, other exciting news this weekend. I did tune in to watch um, Maddie Turner's Nottingham Forest, who are wearing their uh, Miami FC kits. This, this was weekend. a fun game. This was a fun this game. This was a fun game. But it was really hard to watch because of all the clashing stripes that were on the field. <laughs> Even Jeremy commented, we were both like, this game is so ugly. <laughs> is this a 1985 bed and breakfast? What Just is going on red here? Red white stripes, pink and navy stripes. It's like a lot happening. <laughs> That forest kit is something. I'll tell you what. It's not even, it's a peach. I it's would say. peach. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a fine color, but oh, it was a lot. It was a lot of stripes. But the game was won on the, the uh, free kick by 
Brentford's uh, Ivan Tony, who just has returned after eight months uh, of a ban because of gambling penalties. Gambling, betting on his own games, betting right? on his own games, which some might call cheating. Other people might call it cheating when a free kick is set and then you bend down and wipe away the referee's <laughs> mark and move the ball in order to bend it around not, the defensive not ball. Not once, but twice. <laughs> I think it's so perfect. His first game back from a band from breaking the rules was to win the game by breaking the rules. Um, Nottingham Forest has submitted a letter of protest to uh-huh. the Premier League. Did those ever... Does the Premier League ever like, yeah, you know what? We're going to mark that down as well, a tie. <laughs> well, it's it's British. It's about the principle. It is. We have lodged our complaint with the with the league. With the authorities. And I have a complaint with <laughs> Manchester City because they released their Year of the Dragon kit this week. You can see it on the left. And it just looks like a bad version of the Seattle Sounders Bruce Lee kit. Um which, I mean, do you disagree? Am I, it's, it's, they, it's just like... They both have dragons like wrapping around the torso. Um, and they just couldn't afford the color. They couldn't afford the color. The thing I think that makes the Bruce Lee kit so good, one, it actually uses like the very like Chinese red, like Chinese New Year red, right? And then the yellow is very Bruce Lee, the famous yellow suit, right? Um, the Man City ones are just, they're just gray. They look like the MLS um, eco kits that they release in the middle of the year that no one buys and then they pull them into a landfill. (laughs) Is it silver or gray for some specific reason? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that the central uh, crest and puma looks pretty bad on it. Yeah, that's not great. Can we just do away with the central central crest? I think there's the issues that there's just too many components in like every kit, theoretically, if you have a kit sponsor, every kit has There's the so many brand, things. the badge, and the kit sponsor. And then now they won the Club World Cup, so they got to fit that on there too. Oh, and then well, they got, that's oof. a lot of stuff. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. They're, they're going to start to look like that Brazilian team that just released their kit. With Did you stuff see to, oh. that one? It's no. literally just sponsor, 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 sponsor. Just embrace sponsor, it. Sponsor, just sponsor, all sponsor, over print. It looks like a race car. Like. Oh. Well, that's like all the Liga MX teams are like yeah, that too. but it's like to the next level. So who wore it better? Seattle wore it way Seattle better. Wore it um, also, this weekend Leeds turned things around. They won, um, but tell me about this game because there were ten yellow cards. Okay, I was unfortunately only able to watch the extended highlights of this okay. game. But yeah, the not just this game, but a lot of their games recently have been very physical. Yeah. Very physical. They're embracing the championship. Yeah, they. I think, and I wonder if it took them a little while to just come to terms with the fact that things are rough and tumble down there. Yeah, and then that's when uh, Patty Bamford went down to the canal in Leeds, got in a broken bottle fight, <laughs> had to get his hair cut and died. That's why he looks like Eminem now, because he's tough like that's Detroit. Right. He went down to his, his uh, mobile home on 8 Mile Road. <laughs> Wrote down some lyrics and came back. And this team has just been tough uh-huh. ever since. And I still hold out hope that we will see them in the Premier League next year. Mm-hmm. I hold out hope too. One of our other um, teams, uh, PSV, their perfect season has come to an end. Uh. And what better way to display that than the symbol <laughs> of the team that beat them, Utrecht. Um, of course, the famous painter, uh Gerard Honthorst, would you say that? 
Honthorst. Honthorst here, um, giving the uh, Utrechtian finger to PSV. <laughs> Um, Utrecht. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a very elegant. That uh, is a very elegant finger. Um, it, it's weird that there would be an etching like this from that time, but it wasn't a, a one-one uh, uh, a draw. So they did. They have yet to lose, but their perfect uh, season, the first time they've dropped points all season. They are human so too. They are still of all of the Footy Museum teams. They are doing the best. Speaking of footy museum teams, do you remember this club? KV Oostende. Yeah, KV Oostende. This was one of the clubs you chose when we were talking about um, the Danish league. And Belgian you, league. Belgian league, excuse me. We were talking about the Belgian league. Um, and you just really loved their kind of wild rebrand, which we see here. Yeah, I was like, it's what distinctive. am I looking at? And I guess their fans are distinctive too, because last week they made news because 15 of their loyal supporters cornered uh, one of the U.S. owners in the bathroom to confront him over the poor results since he's taken over. <sighs> Apparently, he has um, been working to uh, balance the books, which hasn't done so well for the score sheets. My question is, yes. what is the owner doing in the same bathroom as the fans? They broke into the VIP area. No way! Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he was in the bathroom when they broke in? I'm not, I think he might have retreated to oh, the bathroom. Oh. Um, but that's not the only story of angry fans this week. Also, Crystal Palace fans were not very happy after they lost 5-0 uh, to Arsenal. Um, it was not a pretty game. And it may be um, one of the last games we see the only 300-year-old coach in professional soccer, Roy Hodgson, play. Um, it must have been hard for him to sit and look across the field towards the end of the game to see this uh, banner held up by fans that's um, very specific, wasted potential on and off the pitch, weak decisions <laughs> taking it's, us backwards. It it's is, like a hot haiku almost. It is. The, 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 uh, the Palace fans are word heavy on Chum. there. Uh, <laughs> on and off the pitch, weak decisions. Oh, well, well, the funny too thing many is syllables taking the camera didn't catch it. They were just doing every game. They do kind of a magnet poetry thing. And this, they were in transition. It said something else like um, <laughs> wasted decisions, pitch the week backwards, <laughs> which I think is a powerful statement. It's like it could be broad. Um, also back home, there's some angry fans because Sporting Kansas City, who also need a rebrand. Look at that bulging. It's like a, it's like a. Um, they took the, the Slytherin fish eye effect. <laughs> it looks like Photoshop. the Slytherin Quidditch crest which makes sense because the man on the left gavin wilkinson looks like the drunk mean weasley um old uncle gavin weasley <laughs> yeah he looks like the brother of mr weasley who's um, a kind and gentle man and he's the reason sporting and all kansas city uh fans were so angry this week because he was hired and was uh the sporting director for eight whole days before he was let go after fan protest outcry from the media, and just really a giant WTF from the universe because he was the individual at the center of all the controversy at the Portland Thorns yeah. who was responsible for hiring numerous coaches in NWSL who were at the center of the Yates report about mm -hmm. physical and mental abuse of players. And Kansas City was like, this is our guy. He's good at covering things up. He's good at, like, if he can He's last, resourceful. If he can last that long, being that atrocious, <laughs> imagine what he can do here. Yeah. Um, and then 
After they fire him, the club released a statement saying they value, um, they respect all the voices and want to create like a welcome opening atmosphere. You hired him eight days ago. Yeah. You're acting like you make... So just absolutely ridiculous. Whose decision it was to hire him, fire that person. Yeah. Right? I, right? I, That's bad decision making. It's just, it just seems like a no-brainer. It, it, it maybe points to the existence still in U.S. soccer. And we see this at the national team level, women's and men's, how kind of the old boy network is so strong that people keep getting recycled through the system. Um, but anyway, so he was let go. It's especially jarring because Kansas City, up until this news, has been in the soccer spotlight because of this phenomenal first ever exclusive female sports stadium that they built for the current. So great publicity, a lot of attention, amazing stadium for uh, a league NWSL, which we fail. We don't, we got to step up our NWSL this year coverage. Um, that is just growing like gangbusters. And then maybe it's boring. Kansas is like, we don't like all the attention the current's getting. So hold our beer. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Just bad news sporting Kansas City. Man. Oh. You oh. know what? It just goes to show you that people aren't as smart as you think they are. But kudos to the fans. Yeah, kudos to they the fans. They were against it from day one. They called them out. Um, and so I think that says a lot about that fan base um, and a reminder just like earlier this year with the shenanigans around the U.S. Open Cup, as the fan base in the U.S. becomes more mature, more involved, um, I don't think these clubs can operate independent of them anymore. They think they can just do stuff. Mm -hmm. They have to answer to them. So kudos to the fans. What what were you thinking for Kansas City? Um, and good luck. And some good news in, U, in uh, U.S. soccer, a fantastic kind of return rebrand. Yeah. It's like a, a homecoming. A homecoming. Yeah. The OL Reign have rebranded back to their original identity as the Seattle Reign, which best name ever because yeah. it's Reign and then Reign. I just don't think the French ownership group understood the pun. No. No. I bet they didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> but so. They were like, it should be more regal like a lion. So tell us about this decision. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what? Well, Seattle Rain moved out of Seattle mm -hmm. um, in, oh, I don't remember what year, 20. Early 2000s. 2000. They, well, they were the Seattle Rain. Then they moved away from Seattle. So they were just the Rain. Then the ownership group from Lyon took over, rebranded OL Rain, lost this wonderful evil queen from, uh, from Snow White. <laughs> Sorry, they, they moved in 2014. Okay, so they moved out of Seattle in 2014. Yep. So it was like a gradual process of kind of shedding the original identity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's in the process of being sold. It hasn't been sold yet, but they since have moved back to Seattle and in the process of the OL ownership group letting go of them, they have taken the reins back, so to say, Yes. And good re one. reinstated. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't hear you laugh hard enough. Okay. Excellent pun, Maria. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and they've, they've reinstated the evil queen from Snow White, who I very much love, especially since this is just like, why do they have a man lion 
for female team. That's something that's always bothered me. Yeah. I think it's, it's a good move. And I do agree. I like how it's just a total, um, evil queen. Yeah. She's so cool. Which makes sense for like one of the historically dominant teams in the league. Um, speaking of, uh, soccer, 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 it is MLS preseason. It's hard to look out on the frozen tundra of Chicago and think just over a month we'll be sitting in the frozen seats of Soldier Field to watch the Chicago Fire. And we have to. first home game. Because we already paid for it. You got to go to that home game, that first home game. Um, and But preseason has begun. It is an exciting time, but not all preseasons are created They're equal. Not. They're not. On the left, you have our, our beloved Bad News Bears, the Chicago Fire, uh, who... Over half of the preseason, they are just at Coachella, at the Coachella Valley Invitational. It must be fun. It must be. Um, I wonder if they they all play shirtless then, right? It's just like... They, know, they wear <laughs> questionable headdresses. <laughs> questionable headdresses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of self-exploration. <laughs> Shaq's going to come back with a forehead tattoo. It's going to be great. <laughs> You guys be you. You be you guys. Just go out in the desert, be you. Meanwhile, um, the uh, Miami, Inter-Miami is uh, heading across the world, traveling over 24,000 miles this preseason. Um, well, well, that's good, though, because MLS doesn't really care about fixture congestion or exhaustion. So they mm-hmm. had That's to, not something they've cited no, before at all, at all as a reason to not participate in some sort of thing. They've already played. Uh, the Fire's first game is the 23rd. Um, Miami played the country of El Salvador on the 19th. I don't know if you saw any clips. The, their bus was mobbed by fans as it had drove up to the stadium. A lot of Miami or Messi fans. The, um, the Fab Four only played for <laughs> the first half. They're a little rusty. They had one really good link-up play the first okay. half, but they still looked, you know, it'll take some time to warm up. Uh, probably a bigger concern uh, for Miami is one of their star young signings. Uh-oh. Um, Farias, I always pronounce it wrong, so excuse me if I said it wrong. Uh, he tore his ACL and he's out oh. for the season and he was going to be a key. So this is my thing about this super team. I can, yeah. oh, I haven't done anything yet. Let's let's not forget that this was the third worst team in the whole league out of Mm -hmm. 29 teams. So, but it's exciting. It's all coming. It's all happening. Everything's going on. Football's everywhere. We have our website up. We have a store. You can get your football shirt. You can get your football shirt and you can also get Footy Museum merchandise. With our amazing new logo, you can learn the history of that Uh logo. That we talked about last week. We did talk about last week. I still love it every time I see it. Mm Um, so that's it. Anything else, Maria? That's a very, you guys can't see it, but she has like a tome sized notebook, leather bound. It's, it's completely empty. Inscriptions from date all the way back to 1909. To 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is Leverkusen? What, what does that mean? Why did I write Leverkusen? Oh, you didn't know it meant the team <laughs> on the soccer podcast? You didn't realize that that was a, a team? So what about Bayern Leverkusen? Oh, my gosh. No, I was just going to say, like, 
uh, Harry Kane moved over to have his uh, have his win, and he's not going to get it, is he? Have his league win. Oh, it's the Kane effect, despite yeah. like breaking all the records. Well, it's not it's not absolute yet. Sure, there's still chance. Sure, sure. But you know what? I think. Do you think he really cares? Do you think it was really about the win or the atmosphere? I when I. Not just the stadium atmosphere in Germany, which is top-notch, top-notch. But it seems like the club culture there is healthier. Do you know what I mean? They have the long winter breaks. It mm. seems less... It's definitely turtled down in terms of the intensity from the Premier League. Still intense fans. And also, I, I imagine he's someone who's lived in England his whole life. Got to get out. It's a chance. Wings. So I think there could be a quality of yeah. life issue. And it shows and he's... Had an amazing season. Yeah, you know that could be true. I feel yeah, so. Like he's going to win some personal awards. <sighs> the golden <Yeah>. later hosen. <laughs> Isn't that the coveted gold, the golden, golden later hosen? Later hosen. No, it has to be cutlery. The uh, what's a German what's specific a German cutlery? A mm. beer stein. Oh yeah. <laughs> the golden yeah, stein. The superstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This year the superstein goes to <laughs> Harold Kane. Uh, Harold Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> um, oh, uh, and this is our only pod this week. We're uh, changing our format a little bit. We're doing um, monthly deep dives so we can get a little... A little deeper. A little deeper. As Maria says, move past Wikipedia into uh, JSTOR. Into JSTOR. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be starting with um, the history of soccer in Chicago. And we're going to use as a launching point the very first association football game played. So we'll be talking about that. Um, that will be come out in the next week or so. Not next, not this week. Next but week. Next week. Yeah, later next week. Yeah. And now that the season is starting up in the U.S., we'll be talking to different people from the U.S. soccer world. Oh, that reminds me. Um. I got exciting. One thing I'm excited for is that um, Olivia gave me my birthday present. Oh, yes. Two months early. And we're going to go down to Nashville for the Premier League Fan Fest that's uh, held on there. And she was like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, they haven't listed the games yet, but do you know what teams are going to be playing? I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a bunch of people gathering to watch the broadcast game. Uh, but it's, I, I think they do all sorts of things around it. It's fun. Nashville's a fun town. And I decided, since we're down there, we bought tickets to see Nashville SC take on uh, Philly. Oh, that's so fun. And that's one of the stadiums I've always wanted to go to. So Excellent. that's super exciting. So if you are going down as well, uh, keep an eye out. I'm, I'm going to be yeah. the one who's going to be wearing Footy Museum merch the whole time. Woohoo. Yeah. And, and waving at Rebecca Lowe from behind the thing. Oh, man. I hope so. Like... Life crushes, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Rebecca Lowe. Rebecca Lowe. Absolutely. Top three right there. Um, Livy knows that, but anyway, Rebecca Lowe, she carries that whole franchise. That yeah, whole, she does. When those she was, other guys, they're just filler. Yeah. Yeah. She was gone on vacation one week and I was like, she can't have vacation. When she had a kid, it was so hard. It oh. was like, come on, we need, we need Rebecca back. So Yes. <laughs> In my dream world, I will meet Rebecca and give her a footy museum t-shirt. So Rebecca, if you want a free t-shirt, just take me out at the fan fest. Okay. 
And that's the story of football. And that's the story of football. That's the story. Thank <laughs> you.